Okay, so I got something to say. Oh, boy. So this weekend, I was out Six Flags just having fun, minding my business. And I was wearing a, a shirt and shirt. So a kid came up to me. He was like, yo, Team Kong, right? And then I was like, yeah, yeah, Team Kong. Kong is a cool dude. And I realized I had a Team Godzilla shirt on. And I was like, wait a minute. No, I'm Team Godzilla all day. And so the Godzilla slander stops today. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm tired of people coming up to me saying King Kong is better than Godzilla. So if you haven't watched Kong versus Godzilla, just cover your ears or fast forward. Because Godzilla literally killed King Kong. Killed him and stopped his heart. I'm done with the slander. Godzilla has literally faced a three-headed space monster that has lightning, a firebird, two like love monster mutos. He like atomic breath one of their heads off its neck. Like, stop playing with me like this big monkey is better than Godzilla. What is a king to a god? All right, cool, cool, cool. Because uh, when I heard you had said, uh, yeah, Team Kong, I, I was like, wait, hold on. Did you just switch teams on me? Uh like like without me even knowing do do we need to have like a further conversation all right all right good we're, we're back on track we're back on yes. track Whew. i'm sick of it but... i was like it would about it would been a bad day if the rogue jedi had to catch another body <laughs> but yes now that we're here and i got that off my chest and i'm, I'm not playing all these calm people need to <laughs> need to chill but I'm Demetrius. And I'm Demetrius. And Meech and Meech presents the Blurred City Podcast. So we got a fun one today. Uh, we are we have done like one season, 12 episodes. We started off this uh, season two with just uh, horror introductions, slashers. And then also last week we had a two-part Black Adam review. But I noticed that we missed a big, big section of uh, nerd nerddom. And that would be gaming. So today is just going to be an open flowing discussion on gaming. And in order to do that, we have a special guest, our good friend, Sarah. Oh, hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> round of applause. So yeah, even just recently having a conversation about gaming, I was like, oh man, this would be the perfect person to have on for the show. But also there's something important. Uh, it's kind of in the What's Hot segment, but I'm the fallen cheating Gami, but something happened to the king in black. Ah, yeah, yeah. So uh, if if you guys do not follow our social media pages, which you definitely should, um, unfortunately, uh, I would like to report that the King in Black has fallen. He it, it's Olympus down. He he finally been dethroned and the and he 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 got put on a T-shirt, y'all. So, yeah. so with that, uh, he's dead. But for but he, in his place comes something bigger, something better, something more superior, and that is the Rogue Jedi. The Rogue Jedi out here catching multiple bodies left and right, and uh, and yeah, who who knows what what's gonna happen when uh when he steps on your block next? Uh, you may you may get a force choke, and uh, you may get choked out. You may get a you may just get a nice little stab to the chest. You you, you never know with him anymore. So. So yeah, Rogue Jedi is here to stay, and um, and yeah, he's trying to to get that seat at the the round table. Yeah, so we're gonna pour one out for King and Black, but new times are ahead. So before we get into it with uh, the Ventress Sarah and just the talk on gaming, we always hit you with the legal spiegel. 
All right. So the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media. All sources we reference are owned by their respective companies, and our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own and do not reflect any biases or corporate agendas. Your discretion is advised. Yeah, so we have a lot. But before we get into our What's Hot segment, if you're listening, no matter what platform, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever uh, platform, just give us a like, subscribe, notify, share, uh, just like spread the word. All are welcome in Blurred City. So getting into that, we're going to get into our What's Hot segment. Okay, so for What's Hot, what do you got, Mitch? All right. So, man. All right. So, so much has happened this week. Um, uh, so firstly, uh, Chucky been wilding as always. Uh, I, I'm just going to start off with that. I know when you're listening to this episode, it's November, but still it's, it's still Halloween. It's still the week of Halloween. I do not care. Horror is forever. Uh, and, and he, he, he went, this, ep- this last episode was wilding out. I, I, I'm looking forward to more, um, but 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 reining myself in a little bit. All right, we got ourselves some good fashion, you know, a- some anime content, you know. Yep. You know, good old Bleach decided to to grace us with some blood and gore and content as the war is full swing. Blue Lock is uh is out here, uh, doing its thing. You got that monster in you. You got that dog in them. And and then we got One Piece still doing, still doing its thing. Oh, and, I think by the time this comes out, One Piece Red will come out. Yes, yes, it will. So, boom, you you got a movie that's coming out, and then uh, man, what else is out this week? Oh yeah, in the sphere of comic books. Hey, if you KLC Press Vanish Number Two just dropped. If you haven't read it, go read it. You you got guys won't miss. You guys can't miss this for the world and. And yeah, this oh yeah, and Tales from the Jedi has mm. been released on Disney Plus. It's a good six short episodes, like fifteen minutes each, all anthology based, and it's just good background information. You you wouldn't want to miss it. Otherwise, the Road Jedi gonna come for your pockets. So <laughs> so yeah, that's that's all I got right now. All right, Sarah, you got anything? What's hot? This is gonna be completely different, but Taylor Swift dropped an album. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it was a pretty good album. And I wasn't a Swifty fan for the longest, but I started listening to her old stuff and then I slowly transitioned to her new stuff. And I'm like, the evolution of Taylor Swift in her heartbreaks. <laughs> there are all the men whose hearts she broke. <laughs> I'm gonna lie, anti-hero. I jammed that at work like 20 times in a row. <laughs> But for me, for what's hot, so oh, there's a lot. So House of the Dragon, the season finale. Oh, my goodness. Traumatized me at the beginning of the show and traumatized me at the end of the show. I'm going to just put it like this. If shout out to the queens who give birth, because it's a real thing. Um, Y'all are troopers. That's all I'm going to say about that. And about the end of the show. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Give us season two. What do you say? Is it graphic? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> graphic for him. Not so much for me. The beginning of the show is graphic for everybody. <laughs> so so going into there. Um the next one. So DC is stalking us because two things happened this week that we talked about in our podcast that happened. So 
Number one, we said, yo, give James Gunn as many movies as he could possibly handle. And they one-upped us and said, yo, James Gunn, you are in charge of DC, all of it. So a wise decision. I told you, Marvel, if you want to fumble the bag like that, DC got them. So hopefully they have a good direction going. Number two, something that we, we both talked about also is that the Green Lantern series is now going to be headed up by Jon Stewart, the Green Lantern that we all know and love from Justice League Unlimited. So absolutely, that's going to be fire. Um, I don't know who the original ones they were going to use. It wasn't even Hal Jordan. So the fact that they use Jon Stewart is pretty wise and bold. Going from there, since this is our gaming podcast, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 will have come out by the time this podcast drops. Mm-hmm. And also by the time this podcast drops, God of War Ragnarok drops the following week. <gasps> we will both be locked in our rooms and <laughs> playing nonstop. Um, also, <laughs> two big things. Ant-Man Quantumania trailer dropped this, uh, well, last week, by the time you're hearing this podcast, really hype. First look at King the Conqueror. Um, Jonathan Majors is about to uh, take hearts, both figuratively and literally. And then Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special trailer just dropped as well. Ah oh, man. Well, well, firstly, I want to say uh, DC, where my money at? Um, <laughs> All just, five, 50 million. Just where is it? Where, where's my bag? Where's my bag? Uh, but 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 moving on. Um, we we're just just super hyped about this episode, and I'm just uh I'm just ready to get into this talk about gaming. I I, I don't know. What to tell you this this is another area that I I got passion. <clears throat> yes, but before we can get into that, we always have to find out who our guests are. So Sarah, we're gonna get into who are you? So if you can just introduce yourself, what what got you into nerddom? Yeah. So um. Yeah, like I said, my name is Sarah, uh, and I started gaming and just, um, I guess, into nerdum once I was probably in middle school. Um, I drifted more towards the, I guess, of um, my class and stuff of that sort. Uh, the, the first few games I remember playing um, were Minecraft, and it hooked me in um, just in the gaming world. And then also to um, playing Xbox and those original Xbox games, Star Wars on Xbox was amazing but yeah i just loved gaming ever since then and then i slowly got into um star wars the clone wars like that show right there is top tier like amazing but yeah i just always was drawn to um i guess nerdum and intrigued by the vastness of people's minds because you know all this comes from someone's head and displayed for us to see yeah. So did you have any other, I know you mentioned Star Wars Clones, but any other favorite shows and characters growing up? Ah, favorite shows, Avatar, The Last Airbender. For oh. me, my favorite character was Zuko. The All right, we, we are already on the right track. We on the right track now. <laughs> yes, because Zuko, the way he was able to introduce him from like this, um, this, villain? this villain, right, that um, was hurt by their father, or his father, right, to mm-hmm. someone who's victorious able to defeat the hurt that was in him from his father and become his own person mm-hmm. and then uncle Io, Iroh, man uncle Iroh, the wisest man alive nope. <laughs> yes yes like those are like definitely like the top two i remember um yeah that one episode he sung about his fallen son his son was say oh, that was amazing Mm-mm-mm. to this day <laughs> to this to this day 
to this day. Yes, listeners, you can't see that, but he has the full DVD set. Blu-ray set, what you mean? Oh, to step up. Uh, yeah, what were you about to say? Oh, were oh, you going to say something? Yeah. Oh, no, I was just saying, like, like, oh, step up. Like, he's trying to say, like, you only got DVD version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you, you mentioned how Zuko's, like, one of your favorite characters. Is he your, your favorite of all time, or is there somebody else that's possibly you? All time. I can't lie. Uh, I think Ahsoka Tano in Star Wars The Clone Wars, man. Ah, like, she, she is, I think, character um the character my favorite thing about like a show is character development right and then the way she developed through the um show and how she left the force like that was that was something mm. i give it up to her yeah definitely ahsoka mm-hmm. awesome. Awesome. so how come you would say you never left the nerddom i never left the nerddom um because there's so much to it. i feel like you can never um i guess reach a point where there's nothing left to learn or to listen to right there's always spinoffs. There's always people's interpretation of it, right? And so I've always felt like one category that continues to grow. And it's becoming not being deemed as like, oh, you're a nerd. But no, it's cool to be like, you know, a nerd and stuff like that. Yeah, we definitely talked about that. Make sure I remember. Oh, yeah. Always, always. And with that, hey, thanks for, for being part of the nerddom and thanks for staying in it. So and now we got to ask, what you into now? What am I into now? Like TV show-wise or game-wise? Anything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Even though I've kind of nerd him on the backseat at the moment. I'm trying to get into Naruto now. It's honestly more anime because I do enjoy anime because it's very thoughtful. It's very, the way it's written and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But lately, I can lie. I've been rewatching How to Get Away from Murder. That show right there. Okay. Okay. You got that Viola Davis walk practice. Like, exactly. That practice, that walk too. Viola Davis is like Queen, He's not the best character. Yes, queen all day, every day. <laughs> Nothing but respect. This is a Viola Davis appreciation <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we have to give appreciation where appreciation is due. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So as we get into just like a deeper discussion on gaming, definitely looking forward to hearing more of your thoughts. But now we're on a segment, one of my favorite segments, but I'm like on probation because of a certain take that I gave. But so, so Meech, after my probation period, you can go with the random fan theory of the week. You're sure right. And uh the probationary period lasts indefinitely. So uh so here, here's what my random fan theory of the day is. You you know, like how how we like the the concept of Pokemon, right? Yes. Yeah, and you know the, the OG games, you know, red, blue, green, yellow, all them good times. Mm-hmm. Uh have you have you noticed uh, a certain peculiarity with like a lot of the characters in the game? Uh or specifically who all are in there? Because Yes. Specifically, the demographic. Uh, you notice there's a bunch of a bunch of kids just out there in the wild. Yes. You, you got all like the women at home, as well as the elderly, and you see like there's a pretty lack lack amount of men, or or at least adult men. Yes. The reason being, and here's where the theory comes in, is that there was a war. There was a war that happened in Pokemon right before the first games happened, and it ended up taking all of the men out. Uh, 
And the reason that this theory has some credibility is because one of the gym leaders in the game, Lieutenant Surge, the mm. electric type gym leader, he actually says these electric type Pokemon protected me in the war. What is the war? So the theory is that there was a war that happened with one of the other regions. Which ones? We don't know. Uh, theorized that it could be like the Gen 6 region because that one also had a war in there, but you may okay. never know. But but hey, that but hey, uh, this war was bloody. This war had a lot of bodies, a lot of casualties, and all the casualties are men. And that's why you don't see the player character's father. Uh, that's why you don't see uh, a B- Gary Oak's father. You, you, that's why you don't see any adult men except for gym leaders and then Team Rocket. Because, ah, yes. because why would they ever want to go to war? So, so yeah, that's my theory. Hey, Pokemon got dark. Because so they the, caught multiple bodies. The great Pokey Wars of 1980, if you would say. Yes, yes, the great, the great War of the 80s. You know that actually makes sense because if you think about it, like the Cubone has that dark backstory where it wears Ooh. its mother's skull. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna add, we're just gonna add more darkness. We're gonna ruin people's childhoods. <laughs> and if you want more, I, I got plenty more. <laughs> Wow, that is wild. So for our next part, we are going to jump in our scuba gear and hit our deep dive and just have an open discussion on gaming. So as we talk about um, in our very first episode, we talked about the tears of scorn. So I'm going to just read it off for our first time listeners. So heroes, number one, uh, that's the most acceptable tier of scorn. So uh, think superheroes, Marvel, DC, and the like, especially with just like the Boost and Amazon shows as well. Next tier, cartoons. We were all, most of us were raised on cartoons. So <clears throat> our SpongeBob's, our Cartoon Networks, you mentioned Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, I feel like you could be 50 years old, say you watch Avatar The Last Airbender, and no one would blink an eye. Um, so then the next tier is fantasy, which we actually are thinking about bumping down because of recent talks. But so this is our Star Wars, our D&D, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, even just like pre-Game of Thrones type fantasy, uh, Harry Potter included. And then the lowest tier at the time when we talked about it was anime. So if you were an anime nerd in like the early 2000s, you were <laughs> you were on a different level of making fun of. But now that I think about it, gaming is actually probably when we were raised the lowest tier. This is probably the one that got made fun of the most. So what do you think of that, uh, Sarah? Okay, so um, <laughs> gaming being the lowest tier, I feel like, yeah, like I was saying, like in our um, day and age, right, being active is more of like the thing or the hobby amongst like, you know, middle schoolers, uh high schoolers, things of that sort. So if you were like a gamer, right, you were seen as being un- like just an awkward. Um, but now uh, as we more like we evolve more into um, electronics and just being digitalized, gaming is seen as, um, you know, like a sport now is seen as more than just flipping with sticks, like with joysticks. It's more deeper. It's a skill. It's a talent. And it's pretty cool the way it's evolved. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Meech, what you have on this? Oh man, uh, definitely, definitely like to say that, like, at least in terms of, at least in like my background, like gaming wasn't like 
all too, I guess, like mocked upon specifically like, hey, if you were playing like these certain games, then you 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 were all right. You were all right in in the in the circles. But if you if you were out here on the computer playing games uh, or playing specific type of games, you, you that's when the really cool just started to uh, to go out of pocket. and but but yeah it's like everybody i say like a lot of people that yeah they did like play games it was just like a matter of like hey what what did you prioritize more them games or being outside your friends and and like especially like in my in my neighborhood so uh fortunately i i was I was able to balance both. <laughs> uh, not, yeah. a, not a good skill many have. And and really, yeah, it's just like in terms of the tier of scoring, I would say I would probably say gaming is slightly above anime. And it because still because I can just still recall all of the <laughs> all of the ridicule said by anime seen two anime nerds that's and i was part of it too so uh. that's fair yeah for the games that you mentioned i would say like obviously like the gaming games like pokemon but the games that we're talking about a world of warcraft and like mmo type games where it's just like you have to put in hours and hours of grinding to level up um this is where the original waifus kicked in uh, oh yeah so. no nah, that yeah, yeah, you you stood no chance if you played those games, but hey, you played two K, you were fine. You was yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just like uh, those type of games, like you mentioned, Sarah, just like not getting outside. Then also like with technology standpoint, like I didn't get my first first phone until like I was a freshman in high school. So just like with that connecting with people, gaming has kind of revolutionized where everyone. A lot of people have phones by the time they're like in pre-K at this point now. So like having an electronic device at this point isn't shocking. But it's also from that perspective of like your parents. Boy, do parents hate you gaming. (laughs) Um, I could just feel the disdain of (laughs) my parents uh, watching me game and enjoying myself. Uh, Yeah, because it's not used to it. Because again, like even just my siblings are from that time period of get home before, you know, the lights or turn on outside where it's like you're outside all day so like the concept of you being like insulated inside is like definitely shocking um kind of just like if we even talked about like a tiktok trend we'd be like what is this like it doesn't make any sense to me but that's kind of like how older people in our uh above generation kind of interpreted it so just going from there kind of getting to the stare well we passed the stereotypes but like what would you say help contribute to the rise you know starting with Mm. What contributed to the rise? I feel like YouTube definitely contributed to the rise. Um, once people were able to see, like you know, people playing the same games as they were, right? Um, having the same frustration, have the same rage, right? And then they were able to connect with people to um who play the same games. It's just like it brought the p- people like. Because gaming, honestly, it started off as an individual game, right? People played single player mostly, mm-hmm. right? And now it's just coming more of a multiplayer. Um, Facet, right where people are coming together and just bonding over games and so youtube definitely in streaming youtube and streaming like twitch gave the rise for gaming yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah especially the twitch part because like twitch kind of came around or at least rose to prominenty in high school for me and 
and that was like the point where Call of Duty was it. Well, Call of Duty was the game, and like, hey, if you weren't playing Call of Duty, you better been playing like 2K or something else. If you played anything else, boy, get out of here. Um, but but Halo yeah, kind of Halo, kind of. Well, mm. okay, yeah, like hate. Well, I I never owned an Xbox, but like Halo and like Halo, Call of Duty, uh, 2K, Madden, yeah, like, even Grand Theft Auto, really, yes, uh, yes, those, those those were the games. Like if you didn't play those, if you were out here playing like Pokemon, uh, out here by high, I say by high school, yes, by yes. high school. If you're playing Pokemon, if you're out here playing, uh, what was it? Yeah, World of Warcraft. Uh, less so like the Dragon Ball Z fighting games because people, it was people was, yeah, it was fighting you. You still was out here doing doing your thing, but yeah, you were out of here. But what also contributed highly to that? It was actually a an old gaming like TV channel called G4 TV. Mm. Uh, you may hear about it in the news now and how it recently got shut down again. Yeah. Um, and all the controversy about that, but. But I say like that was like a channel and it was starting to like gain so much uh, prominence, like with especially a show like X Play and Attack of the Show, where like it highlighted gaming on a fundamental level. And then also just word of mouth. So like certain games were like, hey, hey you played this game? You're like, yeah, 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 I played it. I was like, and then just kept going back and forth. And and now we got like esports where where we you actively watch people like play games against each other for money. Yeah. For money and glory. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah. I like how you mentioned that because we said it uh in the first uh, episode as well and kind of going through with like when we want to start recall episode of follow the money. Um and Sarah, you and I had a big conversation about drugs. Hey, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a great plug. (laughs) (laughs) About how certain drugs became (laughs) legalized recently because they could learn how to tax it. Uh, uh, comes again, banned immediately. <laughs> they learned how to tax it, so certain drugs uh, started becoming legalized. Like I don't do it, but just like the thoughts on that. Once you learn how to make money off of it, then it's something that becomes promoted, more prominent. So a thing about video games, a common refrain that like a lot of people growing up we hear from their parents is that how are you gonna make any money doing video games like how is this productive? What are you doing playing video games all day? Now, today, like if you're in high school, you could, I'm being generous, like on the low end, you could legit make like $50,000, like just from a gaming tournament. If you are a streamer, I don't know what that's, but let's just say you make $10,000 a month. That's $120,000. Like you're in a different tax bracket um, than your parents potentially from that. So that, you know, you live with your parents or whatever, but like that definitely changes the power dynamic. And then you go from there, you're like, hey, I'm a gamer, competitive, I'm streaming, I have my own channel, I have my own following. You can also then turn that into, hey, I can pay for my own college and be a game designer, like, or competitive gaming, uh, like something like that. So just follow the money, you see the rise and the prominence, like you mentioned, Sarah, like 
Twitch, streaming, YouTube, like people are connecting with that. So if you just follow it, it definitely grows from there. So once we get into that, now we can just all talk about our own gaming journeys. So whoever wants to just like take that first. Ladies first. <laughs> all right. My gaming journey. Oh, it started off with the um, Xbox, the original Xbox. Uh, the playing was... Um, it was the I think Disney Extreme Skating, uh, Extreme Skate Adventure. That game was tons of fun, even though it had no like um real end goal. It was just fun to play the game, and like the music is so memorable. Like listen to it now, it's just life changing. But then, um, Star Wars Battlefront. They would play those that game all day long. That was <laughs> such a great game. I wish they brought it back, like um a remastered version. Like I know they had um Battlefront Two and stuff, but. If that was remastered, that whole game is just remastered. That'd be amazing. But yeah, we started off with Xbox, and that's all we got to PlayStation. And then Uncharted is my favorite gaming series, I think, of all time. Um, I just love the storyline about finding treasure and then competing with someone else. It was just an all-around great storyline. And then from like those type of games, I slowly got into um, some simulation games like Sims. Also, um, a lot of sports games, because I have two brothers, and so... They always play sports games. So 2K, one of my favorite games on the, I think, was it PS2 was Street Football. That game. Oh, oh yes. It was so much fun. Like, just like the freestyle and everything. That was amazing. And then now I'm getting more into shooters. Like, I just got, I had Modern Warfare. Um, I think it came out in 2018. I got that one. Okay, and- the new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting that one tomorrow. It comes out tomorrow, right? Well, yeah, there's like a mo- well, there's like the original Modern Warfare, then there's the Modern Warfare Two, Three trilogy, and then they didn't remaster it. They just like called it the same thing, but made it a different storyline. Yeah, it's literally the same game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's in, honestly been double dabbling everything uh, for the most part, and now I'm back onto. I used to play Minecraft, and I think back in 2012, but now I'm back onto Minecraft. Uh, did you ever beat the Ender Dragon? Ender, I can't lie, I kind of cheated. I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have time losing all my precious gems. <laughs> Wait, how did you do it? Um, I put it on peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at it. I was part of a team that uh, took down the Ender Dragon, and I literally did nothing but keep getting killed by Endermen because it was my first time, one of my first times playing it. I was sorry. Hey, yo. Yes, like you can't even like you have to look down at the ground, but you might fall off. Like you don't even know where you're going. But as soon as you lock eyes with the Enderman, mm-hmm. it's over. It's a wrap, G. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mitch. Oh man. Uh, all right. So my journey all started. I experienced it. Well, experienced it vicariously through my sister, as she basically gifted over to me her original Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. So I just got started off with the OGs. I had Super Mario Bros. I had Mortal Kombat. I had the well, Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat 2. And then and that was like primarily the games like I played throughout a good portion of my childhood. And then like I progressed, you know, to the N64 with Pokemon Snap and uh and Super Mario 64, and then we do not talk about Superman 64. I don't know why my fam- family got me that game, but I buried it, and, and to this day, I still do not uh, remember the location, which is a blessing. And, <laughs> and then after that, that's when I got on my... I did like a combination grind, so I was pretty much primarily Sony, 
So like the PlayStation series as well as a Nintendo guy. So so like on Nintendo side, that's you know played the Mario games, the Zelda games, uh, most importantly the Pokemon games, and and vicariously the Super Smash Bros. franchise. So uh, yep. we we out here wilding with the Super Smash Bros. Uh, and then on the PlayStation side. That's when I experienced more of the horror side. You know, I played the Resident Evil franchise. I played the Silent Hill franchise. Uh, and and of course, I love the the first four Silent Hill games to this day. Uh, I still have my PS2. I'll boot it up every now and again just to to Oof. recapture the glory days. And now that uh, thing be on fire when you turn it on. <laughs> look, look, it's it's still going strong to this day. It's still going strong. And then if it ever breaks down, I can just go ahead and buy a, a refurbished one because all I need is just my memory card and my disc. My disc still hasn't gotten completely scratched up to oblivion yet. So thank you. <laughs> that works. But yeah. Uh, as I said, like played that, played all the Dragon Ball Z fighting games, uh, Budokai 3, Budokai Tenkaichi 3, uh, Goats in its own right. And then finally, Mortal Kombat. Obviously, that's my that's my fighting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the game I keep fighting to this day. I even got like number one on at a tournament, uh, back in the day with that game. So, or specifically Mortal Kombat X on the PS4, mm. and then also, oh yeah, and finally Grand Theft Auto. Well, how how can I forget about Grand Theft Auto? Uh, San Andreas. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. I just gotta say San Andreas, and everybody in the audience knows about greatness. <laughs> Were you behind the leaks for six? Don't worry about that part. Um, <laughs> it's like you you don't want to know the answer to that question. So, so yeah, pretty much just it's pretty much all that. And then throughout like my entire gaming journey, you know, you know, specifically like you know, Call of Duty, specifically zombies. Like the zombies oh. game mode was my game mode. Uh, then slowly got into multiplayer as my friends were were beginning to get good at multiplayer, and then I I decided to follow them. Uh, <laughs> God of War, you know great times and now and now we're in the age where you know the spider-man games we got the god of war games just and and the, all the star wars games that you mentioned with knights of the old republic and and even now uh i'm i got myself a gaming pc so that way i could experience not only all of like the great games i played back in the day but also experience like new and and just just really great games, you know, like Dead by Daylight, or, or even heck, let me pull up my Steam, uh, my Steam library, Here you know, go. with DayZ, <laughs> Jackbox, the Left 4 Dead franchise, every single Star Wars game that they have. We got, uh, we got the Outlast games, Phasmophobia, baby, ooh, Visage, all the Five Nights at Freddy's games all of them <laughs> i played at least three times each because i was trying to get the story to and then i discovered that there was a whole youtube channel dedicated to that i was like oh dang it <laughs> but but that's fine but yeah like i pretty much had a a a long like it's it started at the very beginning of gaming and then it kept going nice nice sarah you hate horror video games right <laughs> You know, my mind don't work that way. I just can't handle it. What? I get sleep paralysis watching horror stuff. Like, I just can't. Oh, what's that I like? Sleep too precious, man. Sleep too precious. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Well, horror games, I am slowly because like a lot of horror games are first person and just like seeing stuff like that freaks me out. Like I can handle movies, but like first person is just like, ah. So like I played Skyrim like third person, like I couldn't do first person. So uh, for my personal gaming journey, I would say it all started with I would typically when I was younger, under 10, at least uh, going to like Toys R Us or like other department stores, going to just like the tech department. Yeah, you know, yes. exactly what I'm talking yes. about. and they would have the uh, just the system out and the two controllers most of the time. And a lot of it would just be like demos unless you're playing. If it was a sports game, it'd just be like a five minute demo. If it was just like bigger games, you could kind of play the story. I remember playing a piece of God of War 3 on the PlayStation at the time. And I didn't have any uh, gaming, like big gaming console at the time. So like most of the time when I play like video games on like a console with controllers, it usually be when I go to my cousin's house. Um, but they were like four hours away. So he had a Dreamcast and he had a GameCube. And I remember just like on the Sega Dreamcast, there was like one football game that we always play. And then there was also Sonic. We had played uh, one of the Sonic games on that. So that was really fun along with the GameCube. And then my first gaming cons, well, actually my first like handheld was the Game Boy, uh, Game Boy DS, I believe. Game so Boy just, Advance. Like, Game Boy Advance. That's what I had. Yes. There was a Nintendo DS that a friend gave me, but I had to give it back because my mom told me to give it back to them <laughs> when I was in elementary school. It was wild. So I was about to tell kids to do something wild, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so my first one was a, yes exactly a game boy advance and my first games were like sonic adventures and uh pokemon so i that's how i started kind of becoming a huge pokemon fan uh just going with that catching the different pokemon sonic i really kind of fell in love with it loved playing with tails and knuckles so just kind of getting used to those characters so my first ever console was about 10 years old i would say uh, and I got an Xbox. So this put me on the Xbox train because like once you start with one, you kind of just like keep with it. Yep. Same controllers, uh, same system. It's just simple like that. So Xbox, I was like big sports uh, fan, then upgraded to a 360. And that's when I kind of got into more shooters. So Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is my favorite Call of Duty game. Uh, just the favela scene is incredible. And then there is that one, that no one rushing. that's like, yes, that controversial one where, yeah, you just wall it out. It uh, <laughs> determines what kind of person you'll be. So <laughs> with that, that's kind of like where it kicked off. And I started getting into, um, that was like the really only shooter I'd play. I'd just get each uh, Call of Duty as it came out. Then just kind of going from there, more sports games, definitely the EA College Football Series was just like one of my favorite games growing up. So incredible. I loved Madden, but like the college football games were so much better than Madden, in my opinion. So that's going from there. And then when I went off to college, that's that's when I got an Xbox One, uh, still on the train. And we're going to get into like just like the evolutions of the systems. But for that's when the difference between Xbox and PS4, you started to see that difference uh, just with Xbox One and then PS4, where PS4 started to... Uh, them exclusive games were getting uh, pretty. So going out of pocket, <laughs> boy, you won't even know. So then now I currently have a PS5 because God of War, I told you like many times listeners, Spider-Man is my favorite character. So that next Spider-Man game when it comes out and we get both our favorite characters, 
yeah, we, we about to be wilding out. So that right now I'm on PS5, I just got Gotham Knights waiting for God of War Ragnarok. And then I played the Miles Morales game and just finished Horizon Forbidden West, which is really incredible. So yes, now that we just got into all of our journeys, we can get into just like uh, the funny stories related to gaming. Oh boy. All right. What you guys doing, Meech? <laughs> all right. All right. So, okay. So here, here's a pretty, pretty hilarious one that, that actually happened. Um, it, so, so like my family, right? Okay. You say like they, they pretty, they're pretty lax. I mean, if you guys listen to the podcast, you know, like pretty much like I basically could do watch and play whatever in the world I wanted. Uh, yes. The exorcist at three years old. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yes, yes. My sister did that to me and I do not regret any of it in, day in my life. She prepped me for, for life, <laughs> but, but yeah, so it, so it came down to like my birthday one year and my dad decided to get, to give me like the PlayStation two and and like with that, of course, like it came with the it came with like the memory card and I could get one game with it. Mm-hmm. So you want to know what, what game like I got that uh that basically my sister kind of whispered in my ear for me to grab Grand Theft Auto 3. <laughs> wow. Whoa. As, as, like and that was like the time when like that game like just dropped. So so like, of course, I told like, hey, Grand Theft Auto 3 and then. And then of course, like we're at the register, and <laughs> and then and of course, as you know, the cashier he just starts like rambling about like all the all the things that like oh yeah, so this game is like violent. This game like has nudity. This game Snitch, is <laughs> like this game is 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 rated R for a re no rated M for mature for a reason. And you sure you want your what was that like six? <laughs> Yeah, your six-year-old son to have it, and and like I didn't realize at the time because I'm focused on like I'm getting a PS2, but but like my sister told me later that she had a horrified expression on her face. It's like I was like, oh no, oh no. But but my dad again, most chill guy ever. He he's like, yeah, yeah. It's like my my son pretty much has is pretty much good. So. So yes. we we got it. I was like, yeah. I was like, yes. We plugged that bad boy in, and you want to know what's the first thing I did in that game? I mowed down like a bunch of civilians. <laughs> I win, hell, because like the first level is like you driving a car and like you escaping into the city. So. I'm just thinking, oh, snap. Okay, let's go. I'm driving. I'm thinking like I'm going to do the right thing. And then and then like I accidentally hit somebody. And then I was like, oh, and they kept going. <laughs> the path of evil. <laughs> so, so you, yeah, so I, I got indoctrinated, but I was indoctrinated into to the gangster life. The, the gangster life chose me. I didn't choose it. That's crazy. I feel like even now at my age of 22, my dad will not let me buy that game <laughs> knowingly. <laughs> that is crazy. But um, this is so random. But am I the only one who like tried to like obey the like, traffic laws in Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> Stop yeah, you car? are the only one. You are the only one. <laughs> yeah, there is this one thing I would do is that I would sometimes like steal a bus and then I would like go on a highway and um, 
like block off the entire highway. And then I would like do something in order to get uh, like five star chases so all the cops could get me. Oh, no, nah, for me, I just used all the cheat codes possible and then and then just go ham at the go ham with all of the the five star rounds. Like, let's see how long I can last. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So funny stories. Uh, I wouldn't say it's particularly funny, but like it's just um, what I had to do to get the games I wanted. Right. So. Um, I'm like you, me. So like my dad was pretty strict on the games I played, right? So I couldn't get GTA. And so what I had to do was I had a, I got like a whole laptop devoted just to GTA. And so I had to secretly play it in my room. I had to make sure my door was closed. And if I heard a creak, I just slammed the laptop down. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh man, what my father would think over that. But it got to a point where I, um, I was finally able to get GTA without them knowing, right? So now I have like GTA twice. I have it on my um, Xbox and then on my PC on Steam. And then um, I also did the same thing with Watch Dogs because I felt like mm. if they finally played it, they were like, mm. it's not that bad, but it may have some. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I definitely overpaid for some games. Um, what's another game? What's that game called? Um, Mafia. I had to buy Mafia twice too so I can Ooh. play on the PC. <laughs> For them not to be able to see, but I had to spend extra money to <laughs> have it a secret. Dang, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that y'all mentioned that because I would say my parents were strict enough. Like, like I could get a Call of Duty, but like GTA was something that was like maybe too much. Like, I think from the New Duty perspective, it was like a thing, and language is like what they wouldn't like deal with. Uh, but there is one funny story because there is one time where I was about to get LA Vice. I asked my mom for LA Vice. And then she said she was in the store, right? And she was about to buy it. And then just like you, Meech, someone always has to open their mouth. And another lady was talking about like how like someone gets beheaded or something like that. And she was like, nope, I can't get it for you. And she told me that I was sad. Oh, but here's the thing. I got it from a friend in high school. They gave me the game to play. <laughs> so that's how I played that along with Arkham games. But one funny story for me, I remember, and it was middle school, and we were playing like this Sonic game online, and it was like actually in class, and we were getting wrecked. Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but like every last one of us that stepped on, we were like getting destroyed. And then uh, I remember I had like another turn, and then somehow I managed to like upgrade to like the Golden Sonic, and then we won that one time, and we just started celebrating. So that was like really hype. Um, and I already told the the Yu-Gi-Oh story. Oh, getting stolen. So uh, that's depression that's working its way back up. But <laughs> yeah, sorry for your so, loss. Yeah, I, I missed my summon school to this day. But going from funny stories, we can then get into the toughest games ever we ever played. And I have one that is stands above all. Hmm. Okay, toughest games we've ever played. I would have to say. Definitely The Sims. The challenges that you fit. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Was it wasn't that vicious? <laughs> vicious, man. Death in my game, like that can cause a lifetime of depression. But honestly, now I think about my gaming history, I don't think I've ever played like a hard game, a game that would consider hard. Um, but I guess like the toughest to beat at the time, I think, was maybe Tomb Raider. I played like a a higher difficulty that one was it took me some time to get through mm-hmm. remember, definitely and then i'll see i might say skyrim because i never finished it <laughs> okay so 
I'll say those are some of the toughest games. I, I have Meech. I have three. Oh. And these three haunt me to this day. Number one, Ninja Gaiden, the first Ooh. one. That game was difficult. And of course, like this was back in the era where you didn't have save games. So Ooh, you had yes. to beat it in one go, which was impossible. Like at most, you could just pause the game, keep the game running, go and do what you had to do, come back home and keep going. Right. And then when you die, you start all the way back over. Yes. Still haven't beaten that game to this day. And I don't think I ever will. Number two, Battletoads. Mm. Now, what? Now this is a game, it's kind of like the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. In fact, it was a ripoff of that. And, like it. But there's this one specific level, and if you're a gaming nerd, you know which level that was. It is the one where you're basically on a speeder bike, and you basically have to like dodge obstacles and dodge enemy flanks. But what they don't tell you is that you get faster as you as the level progresses, and it's still a long level, and you, and all the obstacles keep coming at you sideways, left, right, and you and you trying to dodge it, and of course the controller would like stop responding at certain points because of the frame rate just dropping to like one frame per second, and that you lag. could not, yeah, that lag was horrible, and you're just like, ah! again, never beat that game to this day, but the one game that I beat is the third one on this list, but it still haunts me. Bloodborne. Boy. Boy. <laughs> Do you know how many hours I had to sink into that game? Or from software does not play. I memorized every single attack pattern from scratch. Every enemy. I could perhaps tell you right now just the attack pattern of every single boss because I had to sear it into my memory because I was not leaving until I beat that game. Was that tougher than Elden Ring to you? Equal footing. Yeah, yeah. Equal footing. Uh, but the only reason I put said Bloodborne and not Elden Ring is because of the fact like I, I actually like uh Bloodborne more mm-hmm. due to the fact that like its mechanics lean more towards offensive, whereas Elden Ring is slightly more defensive. Okay. Like without with <laughs> Bloodborne, you have to go in. You cannot like like if you start like dodging too much, you 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 already you already it's lost over. the plot. But but yeah yeah to this day them them three got me. Okay, for me, it's another from software game. It is Sekiro Shadows oh. Die Twice. So here's where my stupid behind came in. So there are moments where I realize that I do have a master's degree, and I'm surprised by it. So. When I bought this game, I thought it was Ghost of Tsushima. No. And, <laughs> and guess what? Ghost of Tsushima didn't come out for another year. <laughs> so I confused the two because I still had an Xbox One when I bought it. But I knew there was like a ninja game or yeah, a ninja type samurai game coming out. So I was like, okay, uh, this is game of the year. I heard that they're talking about a really cool ninja samurai game. I'm going to go get this one. I didn't I didn't know that what it was at the time. So I get to the first level and I get to like the first mini boss and I die like five times in a row. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> and then I go back 
and I die five more times. And I'm like, <laughs> what game am I going? What am I doing? And then I go like, where's the easy? Uh, where's the, the levels? There are no levels. You better be good or you better be good. <laughs> you have to be good to play it. And it, it taught me things about myself and about gaming. And I, I got closer to God because... <laughs> gave me me patience and just like you said like this one it wasn't really about defense it was about timing so it's like because you can't just block and then you can't just dodge like you have to deflect but if you deflect too much or you mistime it it breaks your guard and like it's easy opening and just like you said some of those bosses you're literally just like dancing it's like a dance routine in order to beat them and it's just like oh my goodness this game is hard so i managed to like i'm trying to think of the bosses like the owl oh my the owl when he's younger is almost impossible to beat then uh this Ishin, the source saint the second level once you get to his third level it's pretty easy to beat him but his first and second one are impossible and the demon of hatred, I literally like I had to cheat to beat him. <laughs> I could not beat him. I literally like had to go to this one spot on the map where he would follow you and then fall off the map in order to beat him. <laughs> like I couldn't beat him straight up. So that's definitely the hardest game that I ever played. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, man, that's sad times, sad times. Bro, from from software is not playing. <laughs> oh no, they they told you get good. Or, or don't buy our games. Yes. So now that we kind of went on our gaming journeys, we're going to kind of touch on industry changing games. So what are games that either you've played or just experienced that have you recognized changed the industry of gaming as a whole? Mm. Uh, as simple as this may sound, I, have to, I think Minecraft did a huge thing in the sense of sandbox games. Um because uh, like I think it started back in 20, 2009, right? Um, how simple it was. Like it's very simple. There's not a lot of complexity to it, right? And then seeing how the game has evolved into like more, um, I guess uh, it kind of makes you a, a more of a thinker, like you know, with redstoning and all that jazz, right? And then seeing all the new sound, sound not soundbox, but games on uh, Steam and how that's growing. Uh, I think Minecraft is a kind of a pioneer in that sector. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, easy Mortal Kombat. Yep. The game changer. The the blood, the guts, the violence. So much so that it it created the ES of RB. Like we wouldn't have had that without <laughs> without that game and all of the Karens that uh were complaining too much about uh <laughs> about video game violence. And and with that, we wouldn't me and you, we wouldn't have had that experience where uh where the cashier just dry snitched on us. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like industry changing right there. Did Mortal Kombat come before Street Fighter. It came after Street but Fighter. It was so game changing. Yeah. Yeah. It came in. Well, they came like I think it was like roughly around like the same time period. But mm-hmm. it was Mortal Kombat that really got like was all the focus was on it yeah yeah if you compare the violence then to the violence now and how graphic it is not even close uh you got any other ones oh uh, yeah of, of course uh mario uh the super mario bros fan- franchise like that is the that is the game that pretty much 
launched console gaming as well as arcade gaming uh like it's those two games as well as like pac-man that pretty much cemented the the new era of video games because like without them literally nothing else would would have happened but is because of those two the grandpappies Mm -hmm. if you will uh in my opinion i'd say like uh uh, like Call of Duty, specifically Modern Warfare Two, is the is like the shooter pioneer. Yeah. For as if that's again, that was actually my first Call of Duty game, and then I got World at War, and then every single zombies laden game after that. But mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Modern Warfare Two opening that gateway, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't have. But yeah, those are just some of the. Some of the industry changing games do you have it yeah so uh giving some love to nintendo you said super mario brothers super smash bros in terms of tournament gaming uh just like college gaming like you go to someone's dorm you play it like past midnight i remember definitely those experiences having those tournaments training yeah definitely just like training with uh not my roommate but who would turn into my future roommate with that was definitely fun sonic is legendary and speaking of legendary legend of zelda have to give that love uh on just like the nintendo and like pokemon is a billion dollar industry because of just like the gaming aspect of it and then just like we mentioned gta so you know that's one of the goats we obviously gave it love but also just kind of updating also with Halo. But there are like three others that I really want to focus on. Mass Effect, when it first came out, um, just giving it love, like that decision making, like a decision you make in the first game has an impact on the third game was something that I don't know if it was like the first to do it, but it definitely was the biggest. I know the third game, the ending is ugh, and then the fourth game in general was ugh. But, you know, they're making a Mass Effect 4, which hopefully is actually good. But just like the decision making, uh, the gameplay in Mass Effect 2 is so smooth and incredible. And just like the decision making, again, in terms of if you go on a character side mission, you can keep that character alive. Assassin's Creed, in terms of just like stealth gameplay, open world, uh, just like different aspect of it. Like Assassin's Creed, like I can even see how it had such a huge impact on the Arkham Batman games, just from a gameplay perspective, and then just like sneaking people. And then Fortnite. Fortnite definitely took over the world. So just like definitely mad streaming with that. So that's definitely another big one. Yeah. So just with that, we can get into like thoughts on online and PC gaming, if you have anything else. <clears throat> I think PC gaming is definitely um, increasing. Uh, I believe I started PC gaming um, probably when I was um, probably 12 years old and so. And so online gaming at the time, it, it wasn't as big, like for some of like the um, big uh, retailers, like for A and stuff like that. You won't get like that competition like you would on Xbox and stuff like that. But now um, as PC gaming is becoming more popular because you can customize your system and get the best frames, um, FPS and everything. Everything runs smoothly, like uh it's definitely increased but there's one thing i was thinking of um uh online gaming for me it's 
be raging the most. Like, um, <laughs> the amount of times I wanted to smash my controller on the wall, break my TV because they passed the ball out of bounds when I told them to pass it to the right. Yes. I would. Uh, the rage, though, the rage definitely gets you, um, but it keeps you coming back. And there's definitely toxicity with um, uh, gaming. It's just a very toxic environment that's welcoming, but toxic. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Speaking of toxicity, I mean them Call of Duty lobbies. They uh, <laughs> that that Modern Warfare Two lobbies. They they. they that's, where, that's where all um all kids grew hair on their chest. They have a lot of freezes in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, man, man. I I I've always said this, and I will continue to say this today. Man, the kids nowadays, they, they would not survive the Call of Duty lobbies in our time. <laughs> they would not survive all of yeah. the rages, all of the toxic moments. Uh, oh, man, calling people out, calling people their mamas. And, and just <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember this story about a guy who legit got like so upset, like he had his mom come in and talk to talk to the people online it was hilarious i need to, i need to find that video and send it to y'all because i died <laughs> but, but yeah like they said like online gaming is is really is really like becoming big like it's there's a reason why like people like to program like hey pc master race or like oh yeah are you sony are you like playstation or xbox on pc because of the fact that like I mean, sure, you don't have like, like you may not have always have uh access to all the exclusives. I mean, sometimes you do, and when you do, whoo! but but even then, like PC has like a bunch of exclusive games as well. Uh, you can you can modify as you said, like modify the specs of your computer. You can mod modify the games themselves, like add mods to them to make the experience more fun and enjoyable. Uh, like I'm speaking from personal experience. Like I just modded the mess out of Fallout Three in New Vegas, Ooh. and I made them completely different games from how they were on console. Uh, and and yeah, so like, and of course, like with online gaming, you you have like access to, as I said, like many different like exclusive games with the keyboard and like all the layouts and like all the different key combinations. You get like much more accessibility than you would with a controller but but don't but don't be uh shy because of the fact that like with the pc you can still use a controller and using like certain programs you can even use the controller that you like or mm -hmm. like that you're used to like xbox controller uh playstation controller hey i even see somebody like managed to program it to where they could use their gamecube controller to play yeah. certain games so so yeah, like all the customization, all the all the custom yeah, all the customability of it is really amazing. Uh only downside is ooh, is just the idea of like certain games being considered free, but really it ain't free. Yes. It's more uh you gotta pay, my guy. If you yes. wanna have that full experience or you wanna get ahead in the game. And this is actually a problem with not only just online or PC gaming, but also mobile gaming. I'm, we're not even going to get into that discussion because <laughs> because I have too many thoughts. I we could do a whole segment on Meech's thoughts on mobile gaming, but uh, 
but yeah, it's like paying in order to get a better experience is kind of not like something I jail with. Yeah. Yeah, I like it that you mentioned that it was on the list. I mean, for toxicity for me, I only had um I want to say Xbox Live for like six months. And it was just like mostly 2K and Madden. And I didn't have a mic, so it's like I wouldn't really talk to the person. Um and so I just ignore them. It was like background music to me uh as I smoke them most of the time. So uh, but I love that you mentioned pay for play as they call it. So a lot of 2K games recently, and they do this, and I really just like hate it because it's like there are some cases, I, I believe it was Battlefront 2, where they were like, you have to play the game for like an insane amount of time that's like completely unreasonable to get to the same level that someone would pay like a hundred dollars to do to it. And yeah. like us growing up as like young gamers, like we understand what it's like to okay, level and grind for like so much time and like it's worth it, or like being a Pokemon trainer and like you somehow get a Pokemon to level 99 without using rare candies and stuff like that, where it's like that rewarding feeling of it. And like, everyone's on the same level, but like these days, even with mobile gaming, like you said, it's like, yo, if whoever has the biggest credit card, you can just buy X amount of skill points or whatever they call it, add it to your person. They get an overall boost. And what's crazy is because like in the past, like let's say you're 2k, your character might start at like 70, maybe 60. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you start at like 50. And it's just like you have to keep playing, keep playing, keep playing in order to do it. And it, it's like it's not a fun grind to it in a sense like that. Oh, yeah. Don't forget uh, paying in order to get cosmetics or. Yeah. DLCs and just like, yeah, like you even said, like outfits and different things like that, where it's just like. Like I get it with like the pre-orders sometimes, but just like with uh, other stuff, it kind of just like yeah. Like why? Yeah, I agree with you so much with two K though. Like I used to have so much fun playing my career, but now people just buy their way to the top with the VC and stuff. I'm like, I've gone to the point where I've been <laughs> bought VC because like I don't want to play a hundred games just to get a total twenty thousand VC. You know? Yes. Yeah, and I know we talked about the show, um, which I've been playing like MLB the show, and like my character started at like 50 something, like 57, 62, something somewhere in that range. And like I literally, because um I was in the you start in the minor league, so it's like you literally have to play it unless you unless you just want to simulate and like until you get to the big leagues. Like I play like over a hundred games, and like luckily since it's baseball, like it's like you pop up five times in the game or something like that, but it's like so long to level up, which is just unreasonable, which I really hate, but I don't think they're going to change it to be honest with you. It's a money grab. (laughs) Follow the money. Exactly. Follow the money. As we say. So uh, just going off of that, any other thoughts related to gaming? I have two, but I just want to see what uh, y'all have. Okay. I guess what, um, type of gamer would you consider yourself as like for example i would say i'm a casual gamer i like to dibble dabble um in stuff like i'm not really hardcore in one area like or genre of gaming but i'll say i'm a casual gamer so what would y'all describe yourself as hmm. i would definitely say yeah i was gonna say like at, at least i'll say like back in the day i would say like i would have been a hardcore a gamer or a like a competitive gamer though so nowadays because life uh i can only play when i can and and sometimes i 
or like play when like I, I am physically or mentally able and that sometimes those aren't days. So I lean more towards casual nowadays. Uh, I, I may hop online every now and again and, and still show them what it really do. But, uh, but if, if not, then, well, well, that's that. So yeah. yeah casual right now. Yeah. I used to be hard core ish, uh, just like playing a lot. But here's the thing, like growing up, I don't know if y'all had like uh, gaming rules like in your households, but like growing up, up to high school, I could only play on the weekends. So like Friday afternoon up to like Sunday and then either it was a holiday or the summer. So like during the weekdays, I couldn't play video games at all, which was reasonable. But that's like a lot of how I'd spend my time over the weekends and stuff like that. But but now it's just kind of like you make to where it's just like life. And then like if I'm free or just like need to cut my brain off for a bit, I'll play it. And then like since I'm not playing sports, a lot of sports games at the moment, and it's like more story based. And once I beat the story, I'm kind of just like I'm done with it. Where in the past I'd be like, okay, I beat the story. Let me do a new game on a harder level. I beat it again. Let me do a new game on a harder level. And now it's just like, okay, what's next? So Wait, it was so interesting. Yeah, but I don't know if y'all have rules. <laughs> Uh, when you brought up about like playing games only on the weekends, I feel like kids nowadays don't understand the excitement you build up throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And so Friday afternoon, we come up home from the bus, yeah. turn on that PlayStation. Oh man, that, that was the best feeling, man. I look forward to it every week. Because they couldn't I, say nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mine was only was only one rule is that at 6 p.m. you did your homework. And once you finish that, you can go right back to what you were doing. So, like, as soon as I get home, I could, like, watch TV or play games. I have six o'clock, sit down, do my homework, get all that out of the way. And then, like, maybe an hour or two later, boom, right back at it until bedtime. That's that's interesting that it wasn't, like, as soon as you got home, uh, start that. And it was just, like, you know, six. But I like the, I like the set time of it. So, yeah, that's that's what caused me to like uh, set time schedules for everything. Mm hmm. That's reasonable. Yeah, for me, another thought I have, uh, it's kind of a question. So did the Wii overplay its hand and fumble the bag or was it a natural progression and life cycle of a gaming system? Because when you had a Wii back in the day, you were the person. Like you had people over and you had you like, let's bust out that Wii. Let's get active. You know, that you had a time, but you know, obviously it like died off. So like, how do y'all feel about that? Oh man, I feel like um, the Wii it just took its course. I feel like it would never like have the potential to stand up to like a PlayStation or an Xbox, um, because I feel like the games that came on the Wii that were more like in depth story related weren't like promoted as much. It was more like Wii Sports, like those fun little casual games and stuff. So like they never really promoted the games that like the people deeper into the system. So that's why I feel like uh, it just ran its course. It wasn't going to be anything too big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Sarah was saying, it's like it literally just it was just it just did its thing. It's like uh, it's like, hey, it's here. It, it stayed around for a while. And then it was it was replaced by the Wii U, which uh, which, in my opinion, was kind of kind of a little bit of downgrade. But uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, people can fight me on all day on that one. But uh. <laughs> I mean, I didn't own a Wii U. Like Same. that was the thing. That was the that was probably the time I stopped with the Wii and then picked it right back up with the Switch. Uh, 
but yeah, it's like the it's like the we like yeah, we love the concept. In fact, like that's what well like all of the major systems were doing is like the Wii was the first with the whole motion control. Then right. PlayStation followed with the PlayStation Mood, and that died off quickly. And then Xbox Connect, which is actually still going on to this day. So it stayed I think, for a minute, yeah. Yeah, it stayed for a while. So I'm like, that one may actually be the more like sustainable one. Probably because uh no controller was needed. <laughs> and you didn't have to worry about it. The controller slipping out your hand, smacking the TV, yep. or and well, now I gotta go get a new T new five hundred dollar TV and now I can need to go uh rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And just like I don't have much thoughts. I do think it was just a natural progression. But another thing, how does GameStop rob us when we uh, return games? Because they under it's it's a whole it's a whole scheme and it's like a whole pyramid slash ponzi scheme so like like again like because because of the fact that their target demographic were kids right they and like if kids were be the ones to like return games they'd undercharge for it or they'd find some reason to knock down the price and then just slap a uh okay it's used and yeah, let me just knock down ten dollars to and then put it right back on the shelves where they only, <laughs> no 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 and then they only give the kids like maybe five dollars or maybe ten dollars in store credit mm-hmm. if you if you look at the RDC world uh sketch where he talked about get returning games to GameStop I was yes. like I was like nah nah I have so many things about that one of my friends in high school worked at uh GameStop and I used to come to to his shop all the time he tell me everything. And I hate GameStop all the more for it. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag boycott them. Yeah, that, that was my random fan theory that I was going to go with. Yeah, what you have, sir? Yeah. Um, and then I argue with Dimitri, or sorry. <laughs> argue with me when he said um, it's the kids part, right? Because, like, it's like those small dollar amounts, right? Oh, I can get like $5 off of my new game, you know, if I return this recent game I purchased like a year ago, right? $60. And then let's not talk about how they increase the price to, for new games for these new gen. Oh, that That's something. <laughs> that's the thing on its own. But yeah, it's like collecting all your games and then returning it to like get your new game half off. That's, what, that's how they drew you in. And now I think about it, yeah, like some of my games, I try to return them. Um, because like that's why I still buy it like this game so I can return them, but seeing the value of them, like I might as well just keep it. And that's how mm-hmm. they get end up keeping it, not returning it. Mm-hmm. All the profit back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The day I bought my uh PS5, I had already sold my wireless controller for um my my Xbox One like months prior. So I was getting rid of my Xbox One and one of the controls I had, the reason I sold it so early is because like the right analog stick stopped working. So like kind of freak out and like cause me to like mess up when gaming. So I had a, a plug in one, uh, like a wired controller. So I took the wired controller and the Xbox one to GameStop after I got my PlayStation five. And they were like, is, do you have a wireless connection to it? Uh, because if I, if I buy it from you, it's not even going to be that much. So you might as well just keep the Xbox and use it as an extra DVD player. I'm like an extra DVD player. <laughs> like, like, what is this 2010? <laughs> like, like what am I going to do with this? So it's like, I couldn't even sell it. Like it was just like useless. Uh, so yeah, definitely a scheme. 
the stock market. That was that was wild. We had we had to talk about that at one point too. But yeah, just going from there. Um, unless you had anyone had any other thoughts, we can go into what we want to do next and what do you want to play. Oh yeah, I had just one question for y'all. Uh, is there like one game where you could like erase your memory and go back and replay for the first time ever again? Mm. Maybe the Arkham games for me, just because I love because I'm playing Gotham Knights now and I can't help but compare it. But it's like the way you played it now is kind of like how I see in so many games where it's like you can be a smash person, like just beat everybody up or you can play it smart. You can be stealthy. Yeah, you can um, use different tricks. You can. I just remember like you're able to like do the stealth missions and like you locate all the players and then it's like. One player, he trips on something. Another player, there's like a mine right next to him. Another one, you like, you grab him up from uh, overhead. And it's just like, I really, really love that game. And then the story and the original voice actors was really incredible. So I would say from there, I would definitely like just replay that entire series over. Mm. Ooh, for me, um, it's like a, a toss between two. It's Uncharted for sure. Um, I love the parkour and then kind of like you can go guns a blazing or stealth, like you said, uh, in it. And then also it's um, Watch Dogs. The stealth mode in Watch Dogs, I love that part of the Watch Dogs. You can control everything, um, like the uh, power, stuff like that. Um, just the free range you have um, to play the game. I can definitely like replay that for sure. Yep, yeah, and and then for me, it's always it's always gonna be the Silent Hill franchise, specifically the second one. Uh, just the story is just so magnificent, and and the fact that I replay it at least once or twice every year, mm-hmm. uh, just to just to relive at least attempt to relive those moments. The the scares were on point, the right. story on point, the gameplay. We gonna we we just gonna skirt past that and uh. And yeah, it's just like as a kid, like that was just that was just the game for me. So, yeah, that's now let's Silent move on. Hills is the one with the dog at the end, right? Which one? <laughs> Silent Hill 2, that that is the that's the one with the dog. <laughs> yeah, we're going to move on to what we go next now. <laughs> so, so is there anything you want to see next in gaming? Oh, anything I want to see next in gaming. Honestly, I am on the VR bandwagon. I feel like if we're like, for example, um, playing sport games with them being able to like the um, control, being able to detect the power, like, for example, like a quarterback, detect how hard you throw the ball. If you don't do a lob pass, if you want to do um, throw it to the right or left, if they can, like, I guess, um, detect like such motion and power, I feel like VR can definitely explode. Um, That's what I want to see more um, interacting with games yeah i'm with you there the only thing about vr where i'm slightly concerned is that certain games i feel like it leaves you susceptible to getting sued um with vr so like meet you're a huge silent hill fan for someone that's not like a horror gamer if they get in vr it's going to mess with their head and like there's probably gonna be a case where someone faints or like you know, has a heart, like a real life heart attack or something like that and like ends up suing like the VR. So that's my only one concern about VR moving forward, but I'm definitely with you from there. Same, same. Give me VR. Give me my VR horror. I need it. I need it now. 
Yes. So uh, just for me, it's a big question is when are what's our first game that we're going to stream and that Blurred City streaming? You already know the answer. Give it to us. I already know the answer. There's the first game that's going to be on the streaming channel. You're going to hear it here first, y'all. Spider-Man 2. Oh, that comes out next year, right? Yep, it comes out next year. Oh, yes. That that way we have plenty of time to get all the get all the kinks figured out, get everything set up, have everything set and, and ready to go, and then we just going to go out wilding. Bro, we're going to be out of control. <laughs> I sure will, because if, if, if Venom's playable... It's all over for you, boy. Boy, boy. In fact, he's playable in the Midnight Suns game, and and because he just got announced for that, and I, I was like, well, as DLC, but I'm like, I'm gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy it just off principle. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So we covered everything. That was just like our open discussion in gaming. We didn't want to get like too in depth, in depth, but just like kind of just like talk about our love of gaming and different things that we kind of play. So going from there, we're gonna get into our sponsor for the day. For today's sponsor of the day, we actually have a very special uh, program. It's known as the Gamer Subs Academy. And as part of the Gamer Subs Academy, you get to participate, you get to live in a special location, be in certain dorms where you can develop your craft in certain gaming uh, techniques. Are you a fan of horror? We have a dorm for you. you interested in fps's you got a dorm for you we will stop at nothing until you become the greatest esports gamer in all of history and come and join the gamer subs academy today oh yeah thanks for that uh really giving me blue lock vibes there uh just gonna lock you inside and <laughs> find the best gamer lock off <laughs> lock off get up out of here uh so we're getting into one of one of my favorite segments, one of the people's favorite segments, and we love doing it when we have guests on. So we're going to do make your case. And in this, we present a few questions and then you just answer it, make your case for it. So going from there, we're going to get into the best gaming system of all time. So this includes portables included and in your explanation, you can either take into account software updates or not. All right. So I'm let y'all go first. I want to see what y'all have brewing and come back with a wow. <laughs> see, see, initially I was going to recuse myself because I feel like we might say the same thing. Uh, all I was recusing us, myself. So <laughs> I was recusing myself. For this so one. I'm going to go because I made the switch over. I was initially going to say Xbox, but considering the fact I did make the switch, it's PlayStation. I feel like the variety of games that is on the PlayStation, the exclusivity of it, like really getting to that PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 level of it made it take off. And just like something that I was going to mention earlier was the PS5 craze. Like there was no Xbox One S craze or Xbox One, whatever other letters you want to add to it craze. The PS5 craze was like, yo, get me a PS5 immediately um literally just like lines at GameStop give me the PS5 like parents looking to their child at Christmas and not being able to deliver what it is so just with that I feel like PlayStation and then a lot of just like the combo um games that were on the PlayStation were kind of consistent with it the only thing that's tough for me is that in making the switch to Xbox from PlayStation is that the buttons are different and just like getting used to the bumpers is kind of like 
new to me. And then also the X, like why does PlayStation need an X and they put it in the A spot? It's kind of just like my mentals are just switching, but I'm a role of PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much agree. This is coming from a guy who's been PlayStation since the beginning. So, so yeah, it's obviously going to be PlayStation for me. Uh, like as you said, the exclusives we got that unlocked. You know, God of War franchise, the Spider-Man games. Uh, I I went online and I looked up like all the different like PS2 exclusives because I think like the PS2 is probably one of the most revolutionary game systems. Mm-hmm. It turns out we had a lot more exclusives. You know, the Ratchet and Clank franchise. Yes, yeah. Jack, Kingdom Hearts was a PlayStation exclusive. Bruh, Persona. Metal Gear Solid? Oh, no. Nah, we were wilding out. Shadows of the Colossus? Nah. Nah. Mm. PlayStation PlayStation has the exclusive unlock. I ain't trying to hear none of it. Mm. You know, I'm on the same bandwagon too, but I think PlayStation is definitely the um, greatest of all time. Because that used to be an, uh, actually, I was on PlayStation and then I went to college and my younger brother took the PlayStation and I was like, I was left with an Xbox. I'm like, my life is ruined. <laughs> but I had to get used to the Xbox, right? And I do agree with you, Mish. Um, the controller difference, it's even though people say like it's minimal, it's huge, man. It's so different. Like the triggers and everything. Yeah. And then the placement of the buttons, it's so different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, the main reason why I say PlayStation is the best is definitely the exclusives. Like um, I feel like people who play Xbox mostly play like sport games. Like you yes, know? <laughs> I agree with that. Mm-hmm. That's what's for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's either sports games or just like the shooter games because I believe the controllers is like easier to use for that. Um, PlayStation, yeah, just takes off from that perspective. All right, so going into the next one, this is going to be fun. Best game franchise of all time. All right, let's get it. <laughs> Meech has to stretch out his legs because he about to make his case. Our future oh, nah. lawyer. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, I'm letting y'all go first on this oh, one. Okay. <laughs> Sarah, you got it? Definitely, like, without a doubt, Grand Theft Auto. Like, <laughs> I feel like nothing compares to the way it's evolved over time. And, like, I feel like with most games, right, the newer ones always outdo the older ones. But, like, like uh, me said, San Andreas, like, even playing it on the phone was just all around so much fun. Um, the free, um, yeah, Grand Theft Auto. And, like, when six comes out, it's a rat. It's a rat. Okay. So I got to defer. I definitely, again, one of those, I think all, all the ones we're going to miss in our game and game changing industry games. Um, for me, I'm going with Call of Duty just because Call of Duty is the preeminent shooter game. So even with a Fortnite, um, a Destiny 2, other like open world shooter games like that are like, uh battle royale style like call of duty the campaign modes just like kicking off going to zombies going to just like uh there's other different like open worlds and then like even them embracing it with warzone the streaming from there i mean again call of duty modern warfare 2 like call of duty and battlefield were like going at it and battlefield completely dropped off because of call of duty uh just completely taking over there have been some really trash Call of Duty games, which is what happens like most franchises go through when you just make a game every year, every two years, like the creativity of it drops. But even just making a comeback, you can see just like with the Modern Warfare coming back and then Modern Warfare 2. And then when they went Call of Duty World War II, 
that was like a reinvigoration to the franchise. So with that being uh, with that being the greatest shooter game of all time and shooters kind of being really big with stream, I would say that's the greatest franchise of all time. And now we come to me. The the moment I was waiting on, because you guys are not going to expect this answer, and it's Pokemon. All right. Yeah. So so here's yeah. here's the thing. You know, Pokemon started in the '90s. Think about it. One of the best like animes that's still going to this day. A card game that's still going to this day, where people have made a career of just opening packs to find the rarest cards of all time. You got uh the competitions for the games and do i need to mention about the release day of pokemon go yeah yeah do i need to talk about how literally everybody was outside that the day it released yes we back outside <laughs> yes it, it made every single person it made all of the stereotypes get to band together in the search of that pikachu and speaking of Pikachu, one of the most recognizable mascots of all time. That's true. Like you, like between him and Charizard, you can't, you can't, and they still going strong to this day. No, I, nah, again, ain't trying to hear it. Pokemon is it. Pokemon is him. Yeah, that is definitely a good one. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Thinking just Pokemon going. I was thinking of purely games but like pokemon it's become its own entity in itself like even like for one of the things i was thinking of was like yeah exactly one of the things i was even thinking of was like mario but i was like oh i gotta roll what i gotta roll off so that's definitely a good one pokemon is just like follow the money on that one and it'll probably tell you all all you need to know but going from there what is the coolest controller (sighs) i can't lie Ever since I've got my PS5, I just love that controller. Um, even though, like you said, the triggers are different, but just the overall feeling in your hand is just unbeatable, I feel. And it's just a sleek, clean con- controller. I'll give it up to PS5. They like it. For me, I'm I'm going to have to give it to the GameCube. Like, that, that controller, it was revolutionary. Like, the, the button layouts... It was easy to like, easy to feel, easy to hold. The triggers were great. That C, the C, and then the main axis control, like it was, it was perfection. So much so that every single like Nintendo console always has to have like either a port or a like specific or like a a wireless version to where you can use GameCube controllers on there. The Wii had a port. The Wii U. You had to buy like an accessory for a port. The switch, you had to get it wireless. And you cannot deny that like almost everybody who like plays Smash Bros and things like that, they will use a GameCube controller 99 times out of a hundred. Yeah, I'm definitely rolling with you. Uh, specifically the N64 controller. I had to look it up, like what the name was it with like oh, the, yeah. the middle, yeah. middle trigger which yeah. was like really cool if it can pop up yeah but yeah, yeah. That was definitely i love the design of it it's like so sleek and cool 
So that, that's my favorite controller, but like GameCube in that sense is really incredible. So another one where it's going to be really interesting because I feel like it should only be like two answers, but what is the best gaming studio of all time? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this one. Y'all go ahead. So in other words, this is between Microsoft or Sony. That's that's basically what we're boiling down to. I, I was thinking of like the just... creator of the games, essentially. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, 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 think of creators. Yeah. Oh, dang, you're going to have to. Yeah, you're going to have to get back to me on that part. Okay, so uh, since I'm going to go with Nintendo, I thought somebody else was going to like start with that and I was going to go and then like, I was going to bring up Rockstar, but I'm going to go with Nintendo just with like the Mario games and just like what has branched out from that. Uh, Nintendo definitely is just like revolutionary in terms of like a gaming studio. And like they rarely miss just like Legends of Zelda and all that good jazz is just like Nintendo definitely is leading the way. Like I feel like they don't make a lot of trash games in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, again, Pokemon and the GameCube controller. I mean, (laughs) I know I love PlayStation more than anything, but there's a reason why Nintendo is not too far behind. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to them. Mm -hmm. I'll give it to you. I I think Nintendo definitely is the um, best gaming studio of all time. But I feel like an honorable mention, though, is EA. Um, Yes, yes. Definitely EA because the um it's game in the game it's in the game right um they got sports they got pretty much every genre you can think of and they keep even though like the sport games don't change much year by year they keep getting people come back people keep coming back yeah. those games so definitely E is an honorable mention all right and another honorable mention so I have the Rockstar games up so Grand Theft Auto number one Red Dead Redemption yep. Lord have mercy. Uh, uh, numerous L.A. Noir. That's the game. I love that game. Bully, Max Payne, and just like a litany of other Grand Theft Autos. So stop playing with them. Yeah. So just gonna give respect. I I don't know if they did the racing games like Need for Speed and all that. Um, but definitely the top two alone can just like do it. All right. So now that we've all made our cases, we are going to get into our recommendations. All righty. All right. So of course, like in terms of recommendations, like we are doing a gaming based episode. So essentially all of like our recommendations is going to be like based on like my, at least for me is going to be based on video games that are out and video games that are coming up. So definitely play like, the Spider-Man PS4 game or PS5 if you have one, uh, as well as Spider-Man Miles Morales. Again, that's on PlayStation. And it's also on PC. It's also on PC now. Uh, the God of War franchise, specifically the new God of War, PlayStation, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will be releasing fairly soon on the Nintendo Switch. But in the meantime, you can play Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, you can Hit us up on hit us up on the switch on there, and then if you want to get into like some good horror, uh, and as of right now, uh, you can play Dead by Daylight. You can play like Resident Evil Seven and Eight, and then and then finally you can if you wait like a year or two, Silent Hill making its big comeback. 
Uh, and then finally, of course, Super Smash Bros. Because, yes. <laughs> yes. Needless to say. For me, I'm going to roll with, uh, just because I found it, if you don't have, uh, you know, a gaming system, it's unfair for me to recommend it. But I'm recommending gaming channels or like channels that do have gaming with it. So number one, Mighty Keith, uh, I believe his channel is just like super funny. He does a lot of skits and parodies about gamings and gaming nerds. Another one, Afro Senju XL. <laughs> so... <laughs> So Meech knows what I'm talking about. My boy! My boy! I absolutely love him. Just watch his Sekiro series. It is absolutely incredible. Uh, That is what rage looks like, and I completely understand, especially when you have to fight the two great apes and how they cheat you. Uh, Another one, RDC Gaming. So there's a lot on their pages, but specifically for what I really like got into is... The Walking Dead uh, Telltale series, they absolutely love that and go in on that. Uh, The next one is Detroit Being Human. And then what they're currently doing now is Until Dawn. They also, as a whole, are doing the quarry, but even they mentioned that they don't love the game. So I was recommending ones that they absolutely love and are into. And another one is Corey Kenshin, just because he he was really big in the news recently. And then uh, who's the other guy that we talked about that like destroyed... Detroit being human. Oh, uh, oh, Burleasy. Burleasy. So you can oh, check out his oh, 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 yeah. And just one anime that if you're really a huge anime fan, you can check out is High Score Gal. It's on High Score Girl. It's on Netflix and it is absolutely incredible. So I would definitely recommend uh, to watch that. Sarah, you got any recommendations? Recommendations. The only one I only have one recommendation right now. It's the game I've been playing a lot. It's definitely FIFA. Um, the amount you can do with the left trigger now with skill moves is um pretty insane, and the um physicality of the game has taken it to like another level. Like your um size actually matters now, uh, in the game. So I definitely recommend FIFA if you're into soccer and have fallen off the FIFA cliff because I can't lie. The last couple of FIFAs have been kind of stagnant in the progression of the game and the advancement, but FIFA 23 is honestly up there. I can't lie. Don't, don't. Lock. So, yeah, definitely lock off. Uh, we had an absolutely incredible time. It was great having you on the show, Sarah. Uh, hopefully we can get you on in the future, maybe. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug for the next one? Uh, plug, uh, honestly, pretty much, um, if like you're just entering the game or- gaming right um don't feel like you have to go to like the big names like grand theft auto like find your own little niche like for me uh i love the simulation games so i would play like truck driving games construction games like find your like own little niche and um be probably ashamed of whatever genre gaming calls you to all right so uh mage can you hit us up with the plugs uh yes so our plugs of course is our instagram and our twitter which is at blurred city 22 uh give us a follow hey like and even retweet and uh share our posts and then we got ourselves our inst- we got ourselves our discord which is found in our instagram page and that's where you can join a community of fellow nerds and it's also where like potentially where we start streaming at uh where you're just like hey just hang out have a great community and you can submit uh questions geek out freakouts and even your random fan theory of the day uh, and then also we have ourselves our YouTube page, which is at Blurred City Pod. And that's also where you can listen into episodes. 
And then finally, we have our email address, which is blurredcity22 at gmail.com, which you can send any questions, suggestions, any inquiries, or hey, if you want a uh, guest star in the show, then boom, there's your opportunity. So yeah, that's ours. So Demetrius, hit us up with your plugs. Oh yeah, going from our Gmail, we're going to have our first Q&A in the middle of the second season. So it's sometime toward December as a special bonus episode that you can have while you travel. So just start sending your questions, start thinking about it for my individual author pages. My Instagram is Mitri underscore dash. So M-E-T-R-I underscore D-A-S-H. And my Twitter is at the mad dash 16. And if you want to check out my book, Phantom Pains, The Most Irregular Tell, you can catch it on Amazon. So just like with that, we had an incredible episode. It was really fun talking about gaming. Uh, Misha and I talked so much last week <laughs> that we had to do two parts. So we're just going to leave it. Sarah, can you leave the people with some words of encouragement? Ooh, some words of encouragement. Um, ooh, with gaming, uh, definitely find a balance between um, uh, having your like you know single player game, but also like you know, for me, I was afraid of dibble dabbling in multiplayer games, you know, because of the interaction. You'll be aggressive and stuff. So, um. Finding a balance between the two can honestly help um, you develop more as a person, right? To know what you like, right? But then also be able to interact with others as well in game and out game. So incredible. Again, once again, it was so fun having you on. We definitely had a good conversation. We went over time as we always do when we record our podcast. So, but we love it. It's a good time. So it's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blurred City Pod. See ya later. Peace.